Hello and welcome to episode 46 of The Green Arrow, an FPL podcast by Fantasy Football Hub as we exit double game week 19 and look forward to another flurry of game week starting with game week 20 with the deadline being this coming Tuesday at 4.30pm UK time. We've just finished watching the final game of game week 19 with Aston Villa. A bit lucky against uh, Newcastle, Adam, or is... Was it a good one? Yeah, I think Newcastle dominated the match. I'm, uh, I'm sure FPL Geordie enjoyed enjoyed that great performance from them. So I didn't watch yeah. it, but, f- but from what I could gather from you know uh, Twitter and um, and WhatsApp and stuff, it seemed a bit of a, a bit of a walk in the park. So I was I was pleased because I had Martinez and Watkins actually. So uh, really pleased with that. Um, thank you so much all for joining us at this time um, and apologies we're a few minutes late um, I think I put in the chat uh, Adam couldn't hear me but I think it's more that uh, he doesn't want to hear the Gundogan speak which will be yeah I'm sure we'll be mention- to hear you when you mention that man <laughs> I'm sure we'll be mentioning him once or twice this evening so my name is Fergie and a good evening to my ho- uh, co-host Adam Hopcroft Adam what colour was your arrow for game week 19? Um, yeah definitely a green one um, I think I've gone down a little bit after the Villa game, even though I had Watkins. So uh, just outside the top 100k, so which is the, exactly what I said I was aiming for uh, a few weeks back was at the midpoint, wanted to be um, in ideally in the top 100k. So yeah. irrespective of the decisions I've made and what could have gone better, fairly can't be too um, can't be too despondent. Fairly, fairly happy. How, how was your game week? Yeah, mine was okay. So I've um... It wasn't the best to start off with. I had a bit of a, a quiet start, but uh, it it, um, it ramped up towards the end. I think I finished. If uh, if Watkins has lost a bonus point, I think I've got 114 minus four, so 110. Um, mm. Which you know I I you know I can't argue with this green arrow. So I think I'm up to about 132 ish. Thousand. I've I've calculated quickly that Europe's around one hundred and five thousand, Adam. But uh, yeah, like moving the right way. Um, obviously, if I'd have done that minus twelve for Salah, I would have scored about one hundred and thirty-five points or something. But I would have had Salah. And if I'd have done a minus eight, I would have ended up about the same as well. But um, do you know, you know what? I'm that competitive. I knew that Salah, uh, you know, Salah out move would work. So yeah. uh, I thought I thought a bit of a ruse. Thought I'd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you had so, um, a bit of a disaster with your keepers, Adam, I think, didn't you? Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. So for those that don't know, and we'll might maybe go into more detail in a second, but um, shall, shall I go through my team? Actually? Yeah, yeah, you may as well, yeah. So I've got, I had Meslier and Johnstone in goal, and there was news that broke. It wasn't much before the deadline about Meslier, and I was so, and I don't usually, I'm usually quite, um, disciplined at not making last-minute moves, but I was so close to doing Meslier to Martinez. But the only thing that stopped me, it had been another minus four, which I think I'd have been comfortable with, but the only thing that stopped me is I didn't know what state the Villa squad were in. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, I thought Martinez would be fine. It was more if Mings, Cons or Douglas Louise, if those players were affected, it could have badly influenced Villa. So, yeah, it was a little bit... Um, a bit, bit frustrating, and then um, I didn't, I didn't make the move. Then Johnston's out. I'm like what the? You like literally, you can't write it. He's got COVID. So I've picked the only two keepers that have got COVID on a wild card bench. Freeze. It's absolute madness. 
And um, I wish I'd have done that minus four because now I'm in a situation where I don't really like my keepers. Yeah. I mean, they've got good fixtures rotating for the next four. They're probably as good as you can get. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep them and hope for the best, I think. But yeah, I mean, my, my team overall, um, I'm fairly happy with. I think, um, so I, 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 I'm not even sure what I scored. I think 100 and... I think I had 122 um, minus eight-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I've got two from Johnstone. Meslier failed to contribute. <laughs> My defence was brilliant. So I've got uh, 12 from Kufal, 14 from Justin, um, 18 from Diaz and eight from Robertson. And on the bench, holding got, got, got me six. My midfield let me down with, with Salah, Suchek, De Bruyne, Fernandez, and Rafina, who's turned out to be the ultimate disappointment. Yeah, a bit of a flop. And but... But I think so, and then my forwards. I think the the fact that I did bench boost made, and and I, even though I got rid of Son uh, for it, I bought in Antonio, and that had a huge positive impact. I think mean, he's eighteen pointer, and then Watkins getting a goal tonight, nice. and um, yeah, and, and Bamford getting two. I think Watkins was quite interesting because I, I, I knew I, I confident it would come good. Uh, I think he was a little bit unlucky on the bonus tonight because he lost three BPS for missing a big chance, sure. but he didn't even have a shot. He did those targets crossed that came in yeah. and he just, he was sort of eased out of the way by the defender. So I think it was a bit harsh giving it as a big chance personally, no, which ultimately would have cost him bonus. So I was a bit, bit, bit frustrated with that, but no, good. Um, overall, it, it, yeah, it's it, it's worked out okay. I think if we'd have gone back, so if you go back two weeks ago when we, when, I, when I was talking about my strategy and we I sort of undenied with a wild card, if I would have gone wild card bench boost, I'd have been even better off in yeah. both game weeks. And partly because of some, maybe an element of luck with that. But again, the reason I didn't was at the time Villa were in the situation which took them out of game week eighteen, so. I think we've we've been um, there's been, been we've had to make decisions when we haven't had the full facts, and I think that's sort of influenced things. But look, I've come out of it okay. I'm fairly I'm fairly happy, um, and I think you know I've got half a season now to really push for that top ten k. I think it's doable. From and where a wild I am. card in your pocket as well, which is nice. Wild, wild card and triple really captain because I mean exactly. yeah, I think those as much as as much as my bench boost bombed. Um, which I think he got 10 in the end, which is pathetic. Um, you know, you'd expect just for turning up to get more than that. But it covered the hit. So that's what we said, isn't it? It was. So, uh, yeah, so my bench boost bomb. But I think it meant that I bought, because I, I was quite strict, I benched genuinely the players that I thought yeah. would get point. But it meant the likes of Antonio come in. So, it, yeah, overall, um, fair, fairly happy. And I think you, you likewise, by the sounds of it, yeah, it's okay. So I, I had, um, as I say, I had, I, I had uh, Martinez and goals was finished off with nine points. Uh, DS eighteen, Justin fourteen, Kufal twelve. I did have Loughton, um, who I would have actually put on the bench if I was, you know, not, uh, not messy around. I would have played Bamford over Loughton for sure. So yeah, you know, obviously a very, very unexpected clean sheet against Liverpool. So I felt very forced there for Loughton. Um, Salah obviously flopped uh, Sun 5 with, with the Loughton thing you're trying to claim your bench boost was actually better than it looks <laughs> well no I, I know <laughs> I know it seems like that but the way I kind of messed around with it I just put all the double game week players in the team and then all the things on the bench but I definitely would have played Bamford over Loughton you know, if I was played, uh, yeah. playing an 11 um, Son uh, Bruno uh, De Bruyne and Southcheck, and then Watkins 
up front. Um, Pedja, who gave me a really hard time last week for my uh, proposed minus twelve for Salah. My apologies, Fergie. Um, yeah, I would have, I would have smashed I, I it this week. I think a lot of people gave you a hard time. Like I said, yeah. knew knew that would come good. But, so, but uh, I would, you know, I've I've been saying this for weeks, and I'll, I'll keep I'll keep on saying it. It's not just about the one game week. This is you know, I've, I've I've got Salah in place now. You know, the only thing I'm disappointed with is because De Bruyne is now injured. Everyone has got an easy route now back to Son because I managed to hold on to Son, whereas lots of players have jumped off him. And I think De Bruyne to Son is now a very, very obvious move for everyone. Whereas if De Bruyne obviously had been fit, I think that people would have struggled to get back to him. So I'm a bit disappointed there. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that. And I don't want to go into it into later detail now, but I, I, I think it's, it is a very obvious move, very logical move. But I don't think everybody's seeing that at the moment. I think there's so many bargains and there's a bit of an obsession with City. Um, and I think defensively, they're very, very strong. Yeah. Um, and obviously they've been, you know, they've been good, go, good going forward as well. But will they? I, I, I don't know if they'll they'll just get a couple of, two, you know, two 0 wins and then it's guess the scorer, isn't it? Maybe. Guess the scorer and guess who starts. Yeah. So yeah, I I think Son could be overlooked still. Personally, I really hope so because you know I've yeah. I've said it all season. I think he's the biggest bargain in the game this year because just the way he plays. And I think that the upcoming Liverpool and Chelsea games that everyone's scared of. I think. Um, Taylor made for him, but uh, and my bench boost. <laughs> so I had uh, Johnston. Honestly, I was bouncing on Saturday morning. You know when it's double game week time, it's like you know really really exciting. And then you know thirty minutes into it, thirty minutes into the absolute excitement. You know you wait to you know see your first keeper playing. You know in an easiest fixture to find out he's not even playing and he's likely to miss the next one. Okay, you know he played in the next one, but. Was a real, was a real kick in the, uh, a kick in the whatever. Is that, that that kind of hurt? And obviously Leeds were were awful as well. Um, what do you think? Just just quickly on Leeds moving forward. So they've obviously got a nice fixture next week. Yeah. In, you know, in Newcastle. Do you think? Do you think they've been kind of found out a bit now, or they are they getting a bit tired, or do you think they will? You know, I don't know. I mean, the pitch was so bad. It was, I don't yeah. know if that had a big impact as well. Because the, the pitch was awful and it looked quite a draining pitch. So I don't know if that impacted Leeds. I mean, I don't want to go all Karen Carney on this because I'll get <laughs> I'll get shot down and uh, you know I'll have the I'll have the Leeds uh Le- you know I'll have Leeds on Twitter Leeds just uh, rubbishing my claims. Who's this joker? I um yeah, I I I, I don't think they'll go rubbish, but I, I I think not that they've been found out, but they're quite a high energy team. So I, I think uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think will um, teams will. Um, yeah, I think I think teams will start to to make it more difficult for them, definitely. Um, so, but yeah, we'll we'll wait and see on 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 Leeds. I mean, they've got a good game coming up. I've yeah. with Newcastle, so it's a perfect one for for them. I mean, you can't you couldn't ask for a better fixture at the moment. I think no. and that was easy for Villa tonight. And I saw a stat uh, after the the Liverpool and, and Burnley game. So uh, Liverpool have had. 87 shots um, without scoring a goal now on the bounce. 87 shots. And the second highest after them are Leeds with 27. So 60 less shots, which I think is quite interesting. Under them, well, it was Villa with 18, Palace with 18. But 87 shots without a goal um, signals to me 
that there's been you know a bit of a mixture of poor finishing great saves bit of hard luck but i would personally you know not be getting rid you know of you know liverpool haven't suddenly turned into an awful team they're still getting chances they're still getting shots away i think they had uh, 27 attempts against burnley so i think you know i know they haven't scored in five right but does anyone really think they're not going to score in another five i you know i, I tend to i'm not I'm, I'm not a massive fan of always looking back at stats to predict future returns i do think they you know can indicate things but liverpool have still been taking a lot of shots they've still been dominating games they just haven't managed to find find the breakthrough uh what are your thoughts on liverpool yeah i'd agree i think andy um you know let's talk fpl i think it was andy anyway but he posted if you looked at liverpool's previous 13 goals and uh or 30 it was over a certain time period yeah. they'd massively overperform partly because of the palace game and then they'd posted a similar number of xg and obviously it sort of evened itself out yeah. so I, I think you're right on that I think there's been a little bit of bad luck. Um, they've, they've missed chances. They've been wasteful. Um, I don't think they are at the level that they were last season. Oh, no. I, think, you know, I think a lot of the, the, the players are um, you know, not quite at their best. But yeah, I think for them not to score, for Salah to blank five games in a row and all of those things, for Mane not to get anything the other night with nine key passes, it's a little bit of, you know, that'll turn around. I don't see this continuing for much longer, to be honest. So um, I've got a question for you. So two pods ago, or it might have been two, it was two or three ago, you were talking about your strategy and you've bench boosted and you've done, really, you know, you've, you've done well out of the, I would say fairly well out of it. Do you regret this decision? If you could go back now, would you do it differently? Would you, would you what would you? Um, so with the free hit, I think I gained 30 bench boosts. I've gained a net of, you know, it's going to be, what is it, a net of, 10 or even eight right i i'm just happy the chips are out of the way i find them so stressful and i find they really take my eye off the ball when it comes to it just comes to playing fpl I don't, I've, I've never been a fan of the chips i've never liked them i've always said I, I'm, I'm not even a fan of the captaincy because i think it has way too big a sway you know over over the skill in the season um but you know i, I think i think i've got about probably between 30 and 40 points net profit from the two chips i'll take it and move on i think you know it's it's a it's a bit underwhelming but i'm more happy that they're now out of my eye line so i don't think i would change but for that reason i've got a profit i'm hovering now around 100k i've got a good team i've got a plan now i've got a wild card and still you know a chip in the back pocket which i can move forward still so i think overall i'm i'm fairly satisfied what about you yeah, I, I, I think given what I knew at the time of playing the the, the chips, I did it right. Um, I think if it, there, were, there were so many things that were frustrating, but if I look back at the decisions, there was stuff that I didn't know that happened after the deadlines. My first wild card, yeah, exactly. all of a sudden playing. There were um, you know the, the things with the, the the free hit as well, and not wild cards in them. And there were obviously, from a team news point of view, there's been a lot of players miss out. Um, you know, Tierney the other week. Then it was, um, you know, obviously my goalkeeper. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's been, um, yeah, it's been a little bit frustrating. But you can only work with the knowledge that you have at the time. So, um, like I said, overall, 
I can beat myself up on some of the decisions. I think the Martinez one I should have done, but yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the day, I think I'm all, I'm pretty much where I wanted to be. So um, now now it now I've put myself in in, in a fairly good position, yeah. and like you have as well. We were both, yeah. you know, one, you know, what was it? I think probably about nine hundred, six hundred thousand yeah. back, weren't we? So I think we've we've done well to claw it back, um, and this is sort of where. We've got another season now where you're trying to get rather than gaining the hundreds of thousands, it, hopefully you don't jump back too much. It's about getting gaining the tens of thousands places, isn't it? So indeed, absolutely. Okay. Um, so as we are live, uh, please feel free to join in the chat at any time. Let us know your thoughts on the topics or the relevant sections, and feel free to ask us any questions. Uh, a lot of people this evening in the chat. Uh Good evening, uh, Daniel Roberts, uh, Joe's Book 79, Sir Kenneth Barlow, FPL Jordy, FPL Alex the Kid, Gavino, FPL Soccer Crazy, Neil Alden, John Petter, Gavino. Um, welcome amongst hundreds and hundreds of others. Welcome, everyone. Let us know how your game week 19 went. Any any little beauties, uh, any any hits which really paid off or, or any hits which absolutely didn't, let us know. Um, in the chat uh, for any new watchers and listeners if you haven't subscribed to us yet please press the subscribe button in the bottom right hand corner of the screen and set the alerts so you don't miss our live streams which are usually 8pm every Wednesday right here on the channel but the last few weeks have been absolutely crazy so we've been doing all sorts of different uh, days and times um, also please press the like button um, if you enjoy our content so tonight We'll be looking ahead to game week 20 and how we plan to navigate our teams through to game week 24 and 25, including the best player picks for that period. We'll reveal our current game week 20 teams and plans, look at the best captaincy options for game week 20, give the competition results from game week 19, and look to give away another prize this week before finally taking a look at the top of the Green Arrow podcast mini league. So firstly, Adam, the big story of the week are the injuries to De Bruyne and, and Vardy, two very, very well-owned and key components of any, you know, FPL team. Um, without going into, you know, specific players as such, because we'll, we'll touch on players next, but have you had any initial thoughts, how, you know, on, on how these injuries may affect FPL teams and potentially team structures and, and, and things moving forward? Um, yeah, I have actually. So I think, from seeing a lot of people seem to to, to uh, be looking at moving downwards from KDB to whether it's a Gundogan, a Madison, whoever it would be, and I think I can I can understand the logic with that. But I think at the moment it seems a lot of people when you when you when you're taking KDB out, even if you're replacing with Son, a lot of people are going to have a lot of cash in the bank. Yeah, definitely, and it's. I don't think that's necessarily a bad a bad thing. You've got to think about points than pounds, and if there's value players, great. It's hard to think though at the moment. Who do you you know at the high level? Who do you invest in? Because if I look at all of the premiums, and I'm gonna, I think Son and Kane. It's the fixtures because I think they've been consistent. Yeah. Um, particularly Kane's picked up a nice run of form actually recently. Really, yeah, but yeah. if you look at it, if you take Son and Kane out of it, Bruno's slipped off since Pogba's come in, hasn't he? You look at, um, you know, obviously Vardy's injured. Uh, Salah and Mane are struggling. You know, Aubameyang's done well, but then I think there's, there's um, a, I don't know, if it's a, there's some personal circumstances there. And their fixtures are getting a little bit tougher. 
Sterling, you can't trust him to start. And even if, you know, and even then, is he the best City asset? I'd argue probably not. So you're just looking at all these players that cost a lot of money. Rashford, I think, is inconsistent. So it's like, where, you know, I think a lot of people, yeah, I I think one, one thing I do think there's an argument for is playing at least four at the back. So I'm looking at my team at the moment and uh, I think a lot of people might have double city defence. If you just look look at the defenders, I think there's a lot of really, really good options that will be consistent and they start in the double game week as well. So Villa's defence got very good fixtures. I think they've got good options, you know, whether you go for Martinez or actually one of the back four, I think you can make a case for any of them. You look at um, Leicester have been very resolute as late. And, uh, you know, I know James Justin is... Uh, Legend. He's, he's brilliant, but he's actually... He won't lose his place. I'm certain of it because he's, he's playing that well He's been fantastic this season. He's been, yeah, apparently, he's played every he's played every minute of every game. How, how can you go from that to just being out of the side? He's been well, we mentioned it, didn't we, in the last pod, the amount of minutes he's missed. And it's, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a star for, for yes. uh, you know... Whether you think Chelsea, um, you know, will will bounce back, they've got the fixtures too, and you know, that so so I'd expect you to see some sort of reaction. You've got like the likes of Chilwell, James, etc. So I think going four at the back, and then I even think Liverpool haven't been terrible defensively. Um, if you look over a, a fairly, you know, maybe the last seven or eight games, they've been fairly consistent, and and um, so I I personally think there's an argument for going four at the back. And then I think there's, and then whether you um, go four four two or four three three, I think that is probably the best um, way to focus at the moment because I think I think there's enough defenders that could, could, could you know can get get points. Um, Luca Dean, we haven't even mentioned. There's, there's there's a lot of good options I think of um, at the moment at the back. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm probably just good. Kufal as well. Forgot about and Creswell. So I, for me, I think I'm going to probably start with four at the back for um, the next couple of game weeks. What it's a, going to mean having a strong bench though. Yeah, yeah, it will. You're right. Um, we've had a couple of, of points in the chat and it's a really good question. What about a, a City triple up in defence? Um, I think it's completely valid, but... The reason I was two reasons I wouldn't do it. Number one, if all of a sudden Foden or Sterling explodes, you're two transfers away straight away from. I mean, that let's say for example you had a midfielder, you could just swap the swap them quite easy, but you're two transfers away then. And the other reason is FPL. You want to enjoy it. I don't own two City defenders, and I don't like having two from the same team. And I probably will go that way this week. But they concede a sloppy goal or something happens or like the goal they conceded against West Brom however many weeks ago, the goal they conceded against Chelsea. It it can feel, you, you haven't got Sky points where you're getting points for passes and oh, yeah. tackles and all of those things. So it it only takes a second or for something to go wrong and it's double double points wipe out. So yeah, I I, I think double is, is good. Treb, I... Treble could pay off, but would I do it? Definitely not. I think I would just add, so I suppose, you know, in terms of De Bruyne, so, you know, we've been told between four and six weeks, right? So if it's four weeks, it means he's not going to be back till roughly uh, game week 
25, which um, in which time Man City will very likely have already had a double game week in 24. And obviously 25, a lot of people will be wildcarding for the double game week in 26, which is obviously the big double in 26. If he's out for six weeks, he's not going to be back till game week 27. Um, and uh, just to touch on kind of what's going on around then in 27, uh, they play Manchester United, uh, you know, you know, either in I think it's twenty six, twenty seven, or twenty eight, and they've also got their uh, next two games in Europe around that time as well. So, um, you know, I would guess with the kind of injuries had, um, he'd be eased back in. Um, I would also say he hasn't exactly been pulling up trees either, right? So he scored. I think it's 95 points this season, which is well off the pace of people like, you know, Kane, Son, Bruno, Salah. If you think, you know, Sterling, I think it's probably, you know, fair to say by his standards, Sterling's had a dreadful FPL season. Sterling's only nine points behind De Bruyne. That's that's how, you know, uh, I wouldn't say De Bruyne has been performing badly, but with City just not scoring as many goals as usual, for whatever reason. De Bruyne just hasn't been doing it. So, you know, it's a, a bit of a statement, but I think uh, De Bruyne is probably finished as an FPL option until game week 28 or 29, personally. I think he's out for a while. You know, I think Vardy might be back sooner. Um, you, you know, maybe maybe in um, a couple of weeks. But as you say, it's the, it's the cash, but you need the cash, right? Because now all teams can basically afford... The, you know, a team of, say, Salah, Bruno, Kane, Cancelo, Stones, or Diaz, Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, Selchek, Saka, Gundogan. There's all there's all these players. They're very, very affordable. And um, I think we'll see a lot of variety, which is good, because obviously when you're forced to price point certain players, it kind of limits variety. I think we'll see a lot of uh, variety. Um, but yeah, I can't. I can't ever remember having a time in FPL because if I'm looking at the moves I'm planning on making this week and next week, even though even though they're moves I want to really make, I could still have five million in the bank, and I've seen some teams have mm. seven or eight million. So um, yeah, I, ju- I just think in terms of of how it's going to affect us in terms of our teams and structures, um, I think it's going to allow us all to build basically the team. <laughs> The team we actually want, not the team we can. Well, yeah, I think there's a bit of a danger here because with when you've got five million in the bank or whatever it is, there's always the I've got to spend it syndrome. And in a normal season, when the big hitters are performing, that that's completely valid, and you probably it is probably worth the extra hit to to, to put the investment in. But I think at the moment with the value and the the the, the inconsistency of the, the the higher price players. I think it's completely valid to have two, three, four million in the bank, particularly if you've played your bench boost. You don't need them, you know, as long as you've got a couple of playing subs. I, I, I think also as well, it's I, I think you can get away with two or three game weeks with three, four, you know, with, with a lot of money in the bank because what will happen at some point is, you know, somebody, you know, the Vardy will come back and and uh, have a nice run of fixtures, or you'll get. You know, a certain other, you know, a Bamiyan could become essential again. So I think you can then react quite quickly to it if you've got the money in the bank. Um, I think at the moment, if and if we if you looked at, 
And I posted on Twitter the, the sort of the top point scorers over the last, um, I think was it the, the, the last four game weeks, I think it was, off the top of my head. But there were very few players that were you would class as premium. Kane was in there. But outside of that, you know, for the next, I think Pogba was the next most expensive player. So, I, yeah, I don't think you need to worry about having um, money in the bank. And, and, and you, I think also as well, forget what the player's price is when you're making the decision to bring them in. Treat them as, we've said this before, haven't we? Treat them as, a, you know, Gundogan isn't 5.5 million, for example. You're probably looking seven and a half to eight million. That's really his price. So... Agree. Okay. Um, so uh, for our YouTube viewers, uh, we now have a graphic of Fancy Football Hub's fixture ticker, which you can view anywhere you want at fantasyfootballhub.co.uk for yourself. Uh, it confirms the fixtures for game weeks uh, twenty to twenty-three. So the next four game weeks, um, which we'll do every week now, we will we will focus on the next four game weeks and look at the the best teams and player picks. So top of the shop by quite a distance actually. Newcastle have actually got the best four. Um, fixtures according to the ticker uh, they're home to Leeds away to Everton home to Palace away to Southampton then Palace uh, Fulham a third then Everton then Leicester nothing nothing massively exciting in those in those teams though we have picked out a few players to have a look at right down the bottom so Liverpool's next four fixtures we just talked about maybe you know holding on to Salah Robertson etc Liverpool's next four they're away to Spurs they're away to West Ham um, they're home to Brighton, and then they're home to Man City. So uh, also uh, Burnley's fixtures are quite tight, um, along with Arsenal's as well. But for those ones up at the top, Adam, what are your thoughts on you know on the fixtures for the next all game week? Which 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 teams are you looking at targeting and getting rid of? I, I think at the moment, um, literally anybody could be anybody, which is the beauty mm. of the league. And so, therefore, I look at Liverpool's fixtures. I don't think they're as bad as they as they look on there. I think um, West Ham and Brighton they can potentially get something from. I even think I even think um, you know, way at Spurs, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool went there and 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 got something. So I don't think their fixtures are as bad as it as bad as it looks. And plus, if you sell Salah or Mane. What are you going to do with the money? That's fair you know, and is there really? I, I just don't think there's any. I, I, I don't know if that's what that's worth for transfer. Let's have a look at the fixtures. I think you know, like Leicester's fixtures, but then they haven't got Vardy. How will they be impacted? Um, Everton's fixtures are quite nice, and Calvert Lewin's back, and Luca Dean's back in the side. Yeah, James Rodriguez. Could we see a revival there? Possibly. Um, I think United's fixtures are quite nice, but I think from a especially from a defensive point of view. So Sheffield United um, and Southampton in the, in the next two have both been struggling for goals. Um, so, yeah, there's quite, there's quite, I actually, I look at Villa's, Villa's picture, pictures on paper are quite good as well. So I think there's quite, there's quite a bit in there. Um, what do you think but, on um, how, how, how Leicester will perform without Vardy? Obviously, you know, Madison has been playing really, really well. He's, kind of signalled his intent and the other day, you know, on TV about he wants to get in more positions, he wants to score more goals. Harvey Barnes, I think, has started the last seven or so as well. Um, obviously, Vardy's runs and the way he plays gives them a lot of room. Do you think that someone like Perez or Iheanacho will give them that same kind of uh, freedom? They've 
got the fixtures, I think, especially uh, Leeds in 21. Um, what are your thoughts? I think if they go with a false nine, which they tried in, in one of the matches, I think it was in one of the cup matches, if they go with a false nine, I think they'd play Perez there. I think they could do okay. I think if they go with Ineacho, I think he's just flattered to deceive too many times. So I think if they go with a false nine, they've got a lot of good players. It could actually give them a chance to another attacking player. So Perez under, who's looked good in spells. Yes, that's right, yeah. So they've got to replace Vardy at some point. I think the pleasing thing probably for Brendan Rodgers is that defensively, they're looking really good. I thought when Soyuncu came on the other day, I thought he was very good in the, against um, Southampton. And then it probably made Fafana up his game the, the following one. So, yeah, I, I, I think Leicester will do, will, will do okay. And I think they potentially have learned from what happened last season. Um, Vardy's very, very important to, 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 to how they play. But I don't know. I think they've got more... Um, match winners or players capable to influence the game now than they probably had this time last season. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. But yeah, I think they've got, they've got nice fixtures and I think maybe that's why they've looked at Vardy having the operation now. Yeah. Is that over Christmas, they, you know, they're a little bit tougher with the, you know, they played Spurs, didn't they? Chelsea. So Maybe Man United. So maybe they've, they've looked at now is probably the, the best spell for him to have the operation. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think we get um, away to Everton in game week 20 is a good chance to have a look at them. You know, I, I wouldn't exactly, expect yeah. much from them. But after that, they've got, you know, Le- Leeds at home and Fulham, you know, two, two decent um, attacking fixtures. They've then got Wolves away after that, you, you know, which... It, which at the moment is not a hard fixture either. So I personally think I'm gonna I'm gonna look at them in game week twenty. Away to um, Everton is going to be a tough fixture. They've got you know most if not all of their players back now, and we can see how Leicester are going to play. If they go to Everton and get a result, I really think we can start looking at Leicester in the same bracket. You know if if we're not already right, um, but look at them in the same bracket as you know the the city mids you know the kind of spurs mids because they're just playing really really well the one thing i noticed about madison and i've got um, a graphic which i'll show um at the end of this section but madison has been massively perform um, overperforming his xg um in the last uh, four games i believe it is he scored like 27 points his xg is only about 13 so that is a bit of a cause yeah. for concern um, but like we say, let's look at them against Everton. It could be that Madison plays, you know, in even more of a, a ten role or a second striker or something like that. And it may be it brings the best out of all, and we'll we'll just see. I think the bargain for Leicester, as we've already mentioned, is Justin. I just think he is absolutely phenomenal. And I, I brought him into my team about three weeks ago. And on the first week, he he gave away the free kick, and they conceded, and he went yeah, from, yeah, yeah. he went from nine to zero, right? But that was you know that was a bit of a fluke. But since then, he's just looked phenomenal. I can't say it again. Phenomenal. He's looked good, isn't he? Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I think he's an absolute superstar, both in terms of a footballer, both in terms of. And I'm so so happy to have him in my team. Um, what are you? So you starting then. Against Everton, uh, we'll have a look later when I get to my team. I, I haven't really yeah, organised so it because I'm debating that as well. 
because the thing is, all of us have got really strong benches now, haven't we? So it's, it's quite hard to pick. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Pick yeah. the eleven. Um, you touched on Everton, so you know I've I've written down the return potentially of Calvert Lewin. So they have got obviously Leicester this week, but after that they've got Newcastle and Leeds, which are at the moment are probably the two best attacking fixtures I would get in the league at the moment in those two. So again, we get to look at Everton this week. So that Everton Leicester game, I'll be looking at a lot. You know, in terms of looking at my. Um, transfer the week after i've still i've still got che bloody adams i was, I was 0.1 short to do an adams to antonio last week which is so so frustrating um so i couldn't get that done um but you know i've there's there's the potential uh to look to get in carver lewin maybe for that run because you know he was he was absolutely on fire fantastic fishes for talisman's back luca dean as you mentioned he's already got six assists this season in some like 10 or 11 games absolutely ridiculous stats um, anyone else from Everton kind of interest you at all? No, no, just be Calvert Lewin and Luca Dean, yeah. I think. Um, another one, so an- another team with good uh, short termist fixtures is is Palace, you know. And if we are looking to go for the back, I'm getting because I sold, I've had Mitchell basically all season, but I sold him the week before. He's he started back and he's kind of has he claimed back his, you know, his. His spot now in the team is he ahead of Van Aanholt on merit, and will he stay there? Do you think because he is like the perfect, fit, you know, fifth defender? I think so. And he actually in the Arsenal game he looked really attacking and was possibly unlucky, yeah, to get an assist with with, with some things. But yeah, I, I I don't know if I because of the amount of money we've got available, I don't know if you can go that cheap in defence anymore. I mean, I'm quite if I'm going to be playing four at the back. Most weeks, I'll probably have, you know, my cheapest defender might be like Kufal, for example. Yeah, I, do, I just, I, think... I just think you got you got the money, and I just, I, I think you, what I've, what's happened, I think over the teams, whether it's tiredness, mental fatigue, the quick turnaround of games, but there seems to be more clean sheets coming, oh. and. Uh, even tonight, it was. I could have told you at half time Newcastle weren't going to weren't going to score, and it, I think the, there's less penalties as well. Um, so, how many penalties? Is a little quiz question for you. Since game week sixteen, so what's that? So, four game weeks. How many penalties do you think they've been? I'm trying to think, but I don't. I don't think there's been many because I know like Salah, De Bruyne, um, yeah, yeah. Bruno Vardy. Kane, I don't think I've had any of these, so I would guess maybe one or two. No, there's been more than that. So there's been eight penalties right. in five game weeks. If you go back at sort of well, so four, and then I think it's eleven in the, since game week fifteen. Yeah. But I think what's happening now is that at the start we were getting very excited about penalties, but it's just calmed down a little bit. I've noticed as well that defenders are now diving into blocks with their arms behind their back all the time, aren't they? Yeah, I've noticed exactly. that an awful lot, you know, and, and even when it's kind of hitting their arm now. Um, oh, there was a penalty, one there um, against uh, Villa. Villa yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. I think there's, not been many, there's not been many given for handballs. No, so no, there hasn't. I think no. it started to... So at the start of the season, I think penalties were covering up players, not poor performance from X, um, non-XG, um, if you look, if you look at over the season, Vardy, of his how many goals has he got? Eleven or twelve? I think like six or seven have come from penalties. Yeah. If you took penalties out, it's a huge, huge impact on his game. 
Salah of his 13 goals, five have come from penalties. So it's quite a big percentage. Um, In- so, yeah, I, I think that's, that's probably helped with taking a few goals out as well. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of um, finish off the team. So, you know, uh, Fulham are a third here. So they've got Brighton, West Brom, Leicester and West Ham. Um, I do think you know um, Ariola looks looks not not just a decent keeper. I think he's got the best save percentage in the league. But obviously Fulham look to have really really turned the corner in their whole whole performance and outlook now. And Lookman just looks just looks fantastic. And I like it's we're always looking for bargain players, but it looks like um, a lot of the bargain players I mentioned there. You know Mitchell, Ariola, Lookman, all these players we don't actually need them at the moment. Do, you know, to be the thing. Um, Man United, to me, are an interesting one because they've got uh, decent fixtures coming up as well. And there's a couple of names, well, actually, three names of Man United who you probably wouldn't have, well, I, I wouldn't have, have thought of a few weeks ago. Kind of think of the, kind of the top names, of the list. Yeah. So I've got, uh, I've got Pogba, uh, yeah. Cavani, and, and Shaw. And Shaw. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd say those three. Yeah. Get in. I, I agree with all three of them. And, um, I think Pogba is massively going under the radar. I don't yeah. think people feel they can trust that he'll um, stay in the team. But the one thing I like about Pogba is he's obviously got a lot of quality. And if you go back two seasons ago when Ollie's first come in, he had penalties, but he was getting a lot of assists and he was getting into the box late and getting a lot of chances. But you know, he, he could become a real option. The double up with him and Fernandez. You know, I think particularly with the fixtures, I think I'm probably going to wait and see on it. But I, I could, I could see, you know, the double up and maybe a United defender could be the way to go. I like Cavani, really like Cavani. But Such just, a good finisher, and he's just, it's just, it's just where movement, he starts. Movement, it's just movement. Absolutely brilliant. It is, it is. And he'll, he just whether he'll start every game, and, and I think there's other options slightly cheaper that will play every week. Yeah, agree. Um, but yeah, and you know, and Shaw at the moment seems to have nailed the left back's uh, spot. He's on, you know, he's on on some free kicks. Corners. He's on corners as well. Uh, look, look, you know, looks really, really dangerous in his own right. And I think he looks superb, op- you know, options as well. And just just back to Pogba, he should have probably scored against Liverpool as well. But obviously, there's that you know superb save off Allison as well. But he should have like scored yeah. those as well. Yeah. So you know, I, I think those options are you know are really worth kind of looking at, especially when. But- Budget is no, you know, issue at the moment, is it? Well, I think if people are talking about Pogba, you know, taking a little bit away from Fernandez, which I think he probably does, then have both of them. <laughs> that that could be. We're, we're going to have them. Most people will have the money to. So I think that that you know he could he could be an option. Yep, agree. Uh, just a couple of comments in the chat. Um, Ah, Bigars World Six. Don't know, but I made a minus twenty, but it paid off. Well done. Uh, Nick Ansell says, how can players change the habit of a lifetime by putting their hands behind their backs when going in for challenges, but still can't remember to not hug each other after (laughs) scoring? Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, Leicester seems to have got it down to a T at the moment in terms terms of uh, the celebrations and things. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, 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 you see them now with their arms behind their back kind of lunging in. It's the only way to kind of do it. We were kind of joking at the start of the season saying that's what they're going to have to do but they are doing it now you know and as you say we've seen a lot you know a lot few handballs that that handball by Matty Cash I think is the 
first handball in a well in a long time you know it, you know it, in a few game weeks that I can remember being given for handball you know his, his arm was obviously high above his head right but other than that I can't, I can't think of a penalty that's been given so the players you know were obviously learning and as you're saying that is translating into clean sheets points um great yeah couple of uh questions uh Daniel Roberts stick or sell with Chilwell so we haven't mentioned Chelsea um I would chill well. So looking at their fixtures, I, I would prior to to their uh, poor performance versus Leicester, I was considering um, Chelsea players, and I think looking at their fixtures, who they got Wolves, Burnley, and Sheffield United are, are three of the next four. You couldn't ask for a better, a better three. Yeah, exactly. I, I I definitely wouldn't sell him. I yeah, wouldn't sell really. him. I think um, I, I think there's, there's probably two clean sheets in there at least, and. You know, you never know. He's good, he's good for an attacking return, but I don't, I don't see Chelsea. I, I, I think, as much as I'm not Lampard's biggest fan, as we probably found yeah. out, you know, at the start of the season, I don't think Chelsea will completely fall off the rail. I think they will. There will be a little bit of a bounce back. So, yeah, I, I, I would keep Chilwell. What about you? Yeah, I just think like something has got to give a, you know, a Chelsea. Either the team have just got to start performing otherwise you know he'll get sacked and if he gets sacked they're going to get that new manager bounce right so it's kind of one or the other yeah, really exactly. they they, exactly. they can't just go in on playing as they are not scoring many conceding every game something's got to give so i would be tempted to hold on um just a couple of scores uh blues fpl i got 151 with a last minute minus 12 he brought in stones kdb antonio and Ariola went from 260,000 to 65k Great That's stuff there, uh, Blues, um, FPL. Um, Mauro, deadline phone call to bring in Stones and Madison for a minus eight paid off. So Mauro is, is one of my uh, buddies. And we were up chatted into the night on Friday. And uh, um, I talked him into bringing in uh, Madison and Stones for a minus eight. So that worked out well for him. If only I'd have done that in my team, which I didn't. But that was that was all good. <laughs> Um, uh, Neil says about selling Zuma I would personally just hold on I think after the display against Leicester I think he's going to have to go back to Zuma because Rudiger for that second goal that Madison scored I don't know what Rudiger yeah, was doing but he was just rooted I, you know, I, just, I just leave him this week we should all have strong benches if he doesn't play seven the week after right but I'd, I'd leave him this week um, you know he's superb still in defence and attack there um, okay uh, so we, we now just have um a graphic up uh, from our uh, OptiStats tool uh, at fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and this shows the expected points for the last four games so this doesn't include this evening's match but it does either so it's, so it's in totals um, up the top interestingly enough so we've said that Bruno has been a bit off form but for the last in the last four game weeks he has played five times uh, but he's he's um, he's top of the shop with uh, expected points of 30 De Bruyne was second, Stones was third. Um, a certain uh, Ilkay Gundogan uh, was was fourth with expected points of 27 from just four games. Cancelo, fifth. Saka, interestingly, very cheap there in sixth. Then Son, Pogba, Diaz, De Gea, Justin and Aubameyang. So that's the top 10 or 11 there. Some, you know, some kind of interesting things noticed there. So, you know, even though we think that Bruno isn't, you know, performing as well so he has scored 26 points in that time his xg is still 34 so he's still you know showing the signs 
if anyone's thinking of getting rid of Bruno, you know, obviously he, he's captain material this week, right? I just think you just leave him in. He's, you know, he's just one of those. We've done it all season. Oh, I don't think I don't think a single person leave him in. Leave him in your team. Bruno. Leave him in your team. Um, Gundogan for me, right? So you know, he's he he's he's up to fourth. Um, I actually think he's been incredibly unlucky as well. Watching the games, obviously watching with an added interest, you know, after kind of yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago, how he hasn't got more goals and assists in this last three or four game weeks is beyond me. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And he even came on the pitch earlier, you know, you know, all right, just um, a way to Cheltenham in the FA Cup, right? Came on the pitch, got an assist. You know, he's just, he's just up there. And it'd be interesting to see what happens now De Bruyne is out. I think they will probably try, you know, a few different things. I think Jesus is just so out of sorts. You know, he's obviously, you know, he he's obviously not an awful footballer, but he's he's massively out of sorts. I'm wondering whether they, you know, could give an odd game to Gundogan in that number nine role, which is obviously mentioned previously. But as long as he stays fairly advanced, which I think I will. Uh, sorry, I think he will. I just mm. think he's just such a fantastic option. Um, another one up there, as we've mentioned already, is Luke Shaw. So he's only 4.8 million. Um, expected points of 23.5. Uh, only scored 19, but you know I think he's um, a good one there as well. And uh, Barnes and, and Foden. So you know we haven't mentioned uh, the legend Phil Foden for a while. I don't know if you watched the match earlier in the FA Cup. He he, ne- he nearly scored a goal, right? And if he'd have scored it. It would have probably been. Oh, but he took on half the team. He took on seven players, right? Yeah. And if he'd have scored it, it would have probably been the best ever FA Cup goal, eclipsing gigs is by an absolute mile. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's a man yeah. in form. You know, he's looking superb. Yeah, I, I think Foden's a better option than Gundogan. Oof, we'll have we'll have a, a bit of an argument about oh, that later. Yeah, you like both of them, don't you? I do. Really... I do. I do like both. But it's who to it's pick? Picking your favourite child, that is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. You're right. I'll tell you the reason I do. With Gundogan, I think over the last, since game week 13, I think it is, he's got five and seven. He's been been brilliant. And, you know, I think from a goal threat, he's had a lot of goal threat. He's not had much assist threat. That could change. But over his career, if you look at his career stats, he's never, I don't think, I think most he's scored in a season is seven or something. It's not much, is it? And, I'm just, it makes me think, and if you look at his XG per 90, when you compare them to the other City players, there's a lot ahead of him. And I don't know, is this just a good spell for him? Um, he's not He's not, He's not. not at the level that Silva was last season in terms of um, XG per 90 as well, or XA per 90. He's, he's off both of those. So I think he's incredible value and he's a good option. So let me just say that firstly. But, but with Foden... If you look at the goals and assists per start, or per, per, in fact, in his career, even off the bench last season, he's got, I think Foden is more feast and famine, definitely. definitely. And I think he's, a, but I think with how our squads are set up at the moment, I think he's a better option because you start him or you'll have, you, you just basically, you, you gamble on Pep Roulette. If he's played you know, 120 minutes in the FA Cup and they're playing on a Tuesday night, yeah. you know, they've gone to extra time, you think, okay, I'll bench him for this one. But I think maybe just starting for everyone, if you've got a good sub, someone like Suchek or whoever it would be, or, you know, your fifth defender or third striker, I don't know. I just think it's, I think he's more a more fun option because he's watching it. He's just, he's just a fun, 
he's, he's um, just watching him as well. There's certain players. Grealish is one. Love watching him. Son, love watching him. But Foden is just something else. And I think I think that he's got more of the excitement. Like you just talked about, he's got more of the exciting factor. I think they are both good options. I think Gundogan's the boring, steady, will get you six, you know, might eight points. But I think Foden's got more double-digit hauls in him. That's why I'd... And I think he's much more exciting. Well, you're... you're so, so, so at the moment in my team, I've only got KDB and Diaz. So I, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. set of uh, bringing in Gundogan and Cancelo. But I do wonder whether I have a bit more fun with... Gundogan and Foden. I probably, I probably won't do it. But I, well, I think Cancelo. I'll just admit, from I, I, you can't really take tonight's match because of who they were playing. But I mean, Cancelo come on three key passes. I think if you look at the stats, I think you would get. I think there's an argument to go Cancelo and Foden. The the downside to both and is is the rotation. Yeah. But I actually think we're in a bit of a lucky because of. Because of um, the, how strong we can have our benches and us coming out of bench boost yeah, as exactly, well, yeah. I think it's just more fun taking the gamble. I was considering between Stones and um, Cancelo. If I was going to bring one in, you think, oh, Stones might be safer and all of that. But I think Cancelo at the moment... He's been so unfortunate to return. He was unlucky against Villa. Unbelievable. Very unlucky. And uh, I think he's quite key to how they play. And I think if he gets a bench in... If he comes on, he could do something. And if he doesn't come on, then you're just going to get your sub. So, yeah, I, I think at the moment, I just think Gundogan. I don't. I think he's boring, but I just think boring. I don't. I, don't, I just don't think there's huge, huge upside. Oh, I do. I think. I think he's been so. Boring. I just think he's so unlucky. He's he's well, pulled out saves every game on the keeper. He's on penalties. Um, he, he just looks. I just think he looks fantastic. I, he does look good. He does look good. But I'm. I'm not saying he is a bad option at all. The the, the two downsides to me is he out of a lot of the city players, he, he's never done it historically. He's not put a ten goal, you know, five assist season. But he's in never it. played in the position he is now either. He's always he has, he's always he has, played that number six role. That's yeah, yeah. He, he, he has played, um, particularly when he was at Borussia Dortmund. And other, he, he has played more, more advanced, and his actual record in when he's playing is technically we've called it a mid centre midfielder. It is better than when he plays in defensive mid. But I, I just think there's more upside to Foden, and I think that I, I think Gundogan will do well. Um, but the thing is, we've got to choose. And, and, and his value chance, is incredible. Yeah. You've just got to choose between them. And I just think Foden's more fun. And it will lead, I've, I've obviously owned Foden this season. I think you have too. You do have that, oh, I've got to check the team and all that. So if, if you go with Foden, that's the downside. There is that. And obviously he's just played 90-odd minutes in the FA Cup right as well, which is obviously, you know, a bit of a concern. A um, couple of, of comments in the chat uh, Jerome Hughes never thought we'd have Adam convincing Fergie that Foden is the better City option. Now, just yeah, just to say yeah. as well that Foden is Manchester City's top scorer this season as well, which I find that an unreal kind of stat as well. Um, and Andres uh, Milano, Man City are struggling to score overall. Uh, Gundo provides the value and starter spot. Foden doesn't start enough for the same price as other six million strikers. You could go Antonio Bamford Watkins instead. Probably uh, f- um, fair enough. Uh, a couple of points on Mares. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Mari. He he doesn't even look dangerous anymore, does he? He kind of had that one-on-one earlier, which he he blasted yeah, straight at the keeper, which is a bit you know disappointing. Um, and a couple of questions around Cancelo for captain. We'll 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 touch on the captaincy um, later as well. Um, I've just brought up a view now of our Optus stats. It's the same stats as last time, but it's per appearance. And this is interesting, right? Because everyone's saying you know, oh, Son and Kane, the only score one goal go 1-0, they're not worth it. Um, Son and Kane, per appearance in the last four game weeks, have both have uh, number one and two, the highest expected points in the whole game. So Homin Son, um, in the last three appearances, has got expected points of 8.2 and um, Harry Kane has got expected points of 7.4. We've then got De Bruyne, Stones, um, Aurier, um, Gundogan, Fernandes, Cancelo, uh, Bogle in their kind of <laughs> Pointed out as interesting one there, so he's obviously four point three million. Um, he's obviously only in the team at the moment, probably because of injury. But um, he's had expected points of over six per match for the last three he's played. Um, Saka, Tierney, Diaz, Justin, etc., etc. But I found those Son and Kane stats really interesting. When you kind of filter by appearance, they're still the highest expected point scorers um, in the whole game in the last four game weeks. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can knock Son or Kane. I think it, when you look at them over the last, um, I think in the last 10 matches, they've both got, I think Kane's got five goals, three assists. Son's got four of each. They're just consistent. And uh, Spurs score, it. they're, they're going to be involved. Can't, can't argue. Um, I th- I, yeah, I, th- I think Son, for me, he's pretty, I think if you don't have Son and you've got the Bruyne, it's just a no-brainer because I think I think any other move is thinking too too hard on it. That's what because it, 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 even though you might have City with slightly better fixtures, you know Son is nailed, so you get the tick there. He scored against Liverpool, Arsenal, United, this City this season, so he can score against anybody, um, and he's got and he's got the pedigree as well, which I do think is important because. That gives you the confidence they can sustain it over a longer period of time. So, yeah, um, and I think Kane. I wouldn't be again. I wouldn't be against the double up because Kane's impressed me. I think just his his performance, how he's kept so consistent. He had a spell yeah. not too long ago where he went three or four games without scoring, but excluding that, he's just been exceptional. And um, you know, I think he's all round play. He's in, you know double figures for goals and assists. Yeah, I think um, I think I think it's Spurs double up with the fact that we'll have we'll have um, a little bit more money without De Bruyne. I think he's completely valid at the moment. Okay, and uh, our final um, graphic. Just while uh, we're on this section, so we've had a lot of questions in the chat actually. You know, and there's a you know it's a really big question: which which midfielder to ground. Sorry, to downgrade to. Um, what we've got now is um, a graphic from the Fantasy Football Hub comparison tool, which shows um, Gundogan, you know, who's obviously been in really good form against Madison, who's obviously been in really good form as well. Uh, their last four matches and their stats. So while their points are fairly similar, um, Gundogan has got 30 points in his last four matches. Uh, Madison has got 27. Uh, for those who can see the spider graph and the graphic, um, Gultiger, uh Gultigan. Um Gundogan outscores Madison uh, and significantly outscores Madison in nearly every 
key stat there. So in terms of um, expected points, expected goals, big chances, shots in the box, shots on target, shots overall, uh, through balls and final third passes. And not just by a few, he's got nearly double all, all those of Madison in the last four game weeks. The only thing that Madison has got better than Gundogan are key passes and crosses. So for anyone kind of wondering, uh, well, I suppose why I'm so big on Gundogan and why he's so popular, that graphic for there for me for the last four really does kind of um, say it there. You know, and I, I, I touched on it earlier, uh, you know, the the expected point as well. So Madigan, uh, Madigan, who's Madigan? Flipping heck, Madison's uh, expected yeah. points is probably roughly half of what he scored, whereas Gundogan is kind of matching, matching what's expected as well. Any thoughts there, Adam? On, on you know, you're on Madison, I suppose, and on you know, on Gundogan versus Madison, or who is the best midfielder to grow, to, you know, to downgrade down to apart from apart from Son? You mentioned obviously Son. Um, I do you know. I think there's loads of good options, and I actually, for me, my plan is before I make. Um, that particular move to, to um, midfielders, let's say seven and a half million and below. I think I'm going to wait a week because um, I, th I think looking at it, I think there's loads of options. I think Villa have got some good options as well. Grealish, Traore potentially has looked looked good yeah. uh, over the last yes. the last few. I mean, he's touched at times. He's exceptional. So great goal again tonight. So um, I think, you know, Arsenal sackers look good. You know, we've complete, a lot of people seem to have completely forgot him. I think Leicester have got two good options in, in Madison and Barnes. I probably slightly prefer Madison to Barnes. No, sorry, Barnes to Madison, Barnes. I meant to say. Yeah, probably prefer I think City, I, I think with City, they've got loads of good options. I think we've, we've only really talked about Foden and um, Gundogan. What, you know, Bernardo Silva will be an interesting one well, because... Even though he's frustrating, you know he's the sort of player that could could put a little bit of form in, and um, you know I think he's so it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with City. I, I I think for me with City, I think there's more points in the defense than potentially the attack, or at least you know you can you know where the points are going to come from. Um, and the thing you've got to bear in mind is that City, you know, they might spread the goals around as well. So you've got to predict who's going to be in it. And that, that is quite tough with City, I think. So um, who else is there? Anybody but Rafina? Yeah, he's been a bit disappointing, haven't he? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think. You know, you might see uh, James Rodriguez come back into things yeah, as well. So I think there's a lot of good options around at that price. Uh, we've had a few questions in the chat just around... Um... Salah, you know, and what to do with Salah. So we did mention it right, right at the start. So you know, obviously he hasn't he hasn't scored in five, right? But he's he's still taking shots. Liverpool are still taking shots. He's still on penalties. Had a good rest now as well. Um, I think that if you get rid of Salah, you'll find it very hard to get him back. You know, he's obviously the most expensive player the game as well he's also a really good um captain option for game week 22 my thoughts are i would just hold on to Salah. i don't i don't see any reason to sell him because you can't you can't really spread the funds around if you wanted to anyway um anything else to add on that uh, no no I, I think if you if, if you felt Mane looked better out of the two you could switch to him but if i'm being honest 
I, I just don't see. I, I think you've just got to keep Salah. Yeah. I think it might have been slightly different had De Bruyne not got injured. And then you thought, well, actually, I haven't got Son. You know, there might have been an obvious move, but unless you're going to want to have 11 million in the bank or something stupid, I just, I just don't see it. And Salah's too good a player, even though he might not be um, in his best form, even though he may be, he probably is slightly in decline in terms of his, his peak level at Liverpool. He's, he's, he's still going to get you. He's still going to get points. He's still a good captain option, and um, you know for the Brighton game in particular. So, yeah, I, I think there's, a, and most people have probably got other issues to sort as well. So, you know, I think you're in a lucky position if you've got a luxury transfer to to, to look Take at. Take out Salah. Salah. Agree. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we've now got your team uh, on the screen, Adam. We'll look at our teams now and our plans for game week twenty. Just for our podcast listeners as well, could you just run through your your squads yeah. and then your plans for game week twenty? It is a squad now. Yeah, it's, it is indeed. You know, so my goalkeeper at the moment is Meslier. Um I've got I've got Kufal at home to away to Palace. Diaz, Robertson. And Justin, then I've got Salah, De Bruyne, and Fernandez captain, and then I've got Bamford, Antonio, and Watkins, and then the bench is Johnston, Rafina, Holding, and Suchek. I haven't really thought about the order of, of yeah. the bench yet, to be honest. But um, my plans at the moment, I, I think I just I think anything other than um, De Bruyne to Saar for me is overthinking it, and I don't I don't worry about. Um, the fact he's got Liverpool in, in, in the slide. Because the thing I know, let's say I went with Gundogan or Foden, um, I could watch the West Brom game or I could see something and think, well, actually, or I could watch the Everton game um, versus Leicester and think, well, actually, I really want that player. There's, a, there's so many options there. Whereas what I one thing that I will categorically know is even if Son blanks this week, I will want him in the week after. Exactly. So I'm not going to regret the transfer, whereas... There's a lot of other options at the, the cheaper price. So Son will come in. I may, I don't like my goalkeeper situation, but because of the fixtures, if Mesley has passed fit, which hopefully will be, I think there's enough time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm tempted, I've been tempted to just sort my goalkeeper situation out and take a, a minus four. I like the hair actually as a goalkeeper, potentially, but... Yeah. I think, I'd, yeah, I probably will leave that because the the rotation has got the four, arguably the four easiest fixtures. So I just don't know if, if it's probably just not worth messing with. I, I picked it for a reason. I think they've got, so how it works is Meslier. So Meslier's got Newcastle. Then Johnston's got Fulham and Sheffield United. Then Meslier's got Crystal Palace. So... If you were going to pick the fixtures, you'd probably go with them, wouldn't you? Maybe throw Burnley in there as well. But so I'll probably keep stick with, and then it'd be a minus four effectively. So I'd, I think I'll just see it out with my goalkeeper combination. Um, plus, as well, I think for Fulham and Sheffield United, we know Big Sam loves a clean sheet. He's not got one yet. You know, he'd probably prefer a clean sheet than a win, wouldn't he? So, so I think I'll keep that. I may do a minus four. If I do a minus four, the player I'll be bringing in will be Cancelo. So I, I could do it for Robertson, but I don't need the money. And then Robertson's got a couple of okay fixtures after. I could do it for Holding even. And I, I do like Holding as a, as a bench player. And I do, but if I'm playing four at the back, it then gives me 
Cancelo, Diaz, Robertson, Justin, and Kufal, which is a bit, five of the yeah. boat here, mate. To be honest. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, there'll always be the one. You know, like Kufal will have where Liverpool yeah. next week. Yeah. So, so I, that's what I'm tempted to do. I, I could do. Um, you know, you, you said about taking the extra hit to get Cancelo in it. It's something I was thinking about. His stats are so good, and it doesn't matter if he doesn't play because my squad is good enough to cover. So I, I think if I didn't bring him in this week, I'd bring him in next week. What, what do you reckon? What would you do? Yeah, I completely agree. So I would go uh, De Bruyne to Son. I would probably... Now you've said, actually, you know, you'll, you'll have enough money left. And assuming you're wildcard in 25, so you don't have to yeah. save the money back for De Bruyne either because, you know, he, he won't be back until then. You might you may as well up, upgrade holding. I think, I think the only issue we're all going to have, and it's something we don't like, we're going to have benching headaches and we're going to have points on our benches. I can see us having holes on our benches over the next four game weeks. Like, yeah, I wish we should have kept my bench bits. <laughs> because, yeah, I know, yeah. But if you think, you know, at the moment, so your bench at the moment is going to be Rafinha, who was away to Newcastle, Soundcheck, who was away to Palace, and, um, you know, and one of, I suppose, Justin Robertson or Kufal. Um, yeah, it's so going to be a. Put Justin on the bench because I think with Everton having all of their players back, could see them scoring, particularly a set piece. Leicester are a bit vulnerable on set pieces, aren't they? Nine so. point Justin on the bench. <laughs> That's kind I, of I just, good. I just, I just think that yeah, I, I, I fancy West Ham. I think West Ham are more likely to keep a clean sheet than Leicester. Good point by uh, Mega John Williams. Uh, well, surely you play Rafinha over Robertson, who's playing against um, Son, who you would have in your team, perhaps maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, something, something to think about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know on that. I'd have to. I, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have uh, headaches um, with with my team. I don't. I don't think I'll start Rafina because I just have. Even as bad as Newcastle are, I just think he's looked out of sorts for the last few games. But he's rubbish against Brighton. I'd say from an FPL perspective, yeah, I'm yeah of course. His stats aren't great. It was. Um, it was a double game week pick, and you know, in hindsight. And I, and I think, do you know, there was one match I watched, I think it was the United game where he looked quite good. Yeah. And I think I put too much bias on that. I shouldn't have bought him in. I regret, I do regret that transfer because I think there were some other, other good options. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the other thing is I just don't take a hit because I've got a good enough squad, but I do quite want Cancelo at some point. It's how, like, how he hasn't returned an attacking return because I haven't owned him either. And he's burst into the box on a lot of occasions and slammed the ball straight at the keeper, you know, on a couple of occasions. Yeah. Crosses in are really dangerous. He plays these little through balls. He's, he's kind of hovering. He kind of hovers just on the right of the D and he's always knocking it back and forth and looking for the gap. Absolutely superb, and uh, someone's just put in the chat bench Salah. <laughs> bench Salah, yeah. that would be yeah, that would be good. I think yeah, I've got quite a few a few dilemmas at the moment, but I mean it's it's good. It's better than having. It's gonna uh, it's gonna be interesting. We'll have a competition over the next uh, couple of game weeks. Who who has the highest bench haul? Because I think um, that uh, we're gonna see a couple of hauls. I reckon we're gonna see. 20, 25 points on the bench. Oh, I reckon, I reckon my bench this week will beat my bench being squared back. Fresh. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's not got much. Not, not, yeah, it's just got to get 10. So. <laughs> it's going to get more than that. Um, well, 
Sauchek will score and get uh, 11 by himself. Then, the problem with Sauchek is just unpredictable. That's the... Yes, yes. I think I think with the amount of funds we've got now, he's the perfect bench player, you know. But I don't. Yes, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to start side check. So I'll, I'll keep. He'll I, be. He's definitely on the bench. I haven't got the exact number in front of me, but um, I, I've had side check something like I don't know, uh, eight or nine game weeks or something. Yeah, and uh, I think he scored. Is it four or five goals in that time? And every time I've started him, he hasn't scored. And the other four or five times he has scored, he's been on my bench every time. I've had his points off once. But other than that, I've had like a 10-point or 11-point, whatever yeah. it is, staring at me at first serve. He's, he's, he's mega frustrating to own. But how can you start him against those, you know, all those other players, Salah, Son, and all this? Um, yeah, exactly. On to my team. So uh, at the moment, I've got Martinez in goals. Uh, I've got Johnston as my reserve keeper. So I'm happy with Martinez. I mean, it, you know, I, th- I think I've fallen on my feet a little bit with Martinez because I bought him because I, I bought him really early on in the season for just for his price. And Villa had a good run from game week eight or nine, wherever it was. But he just seems to have really, really performed. So I'm chuffed to have Martinez. He's been fantastic for me. I've got uh, Diaz, uh, Justin, Kufal. Got Dallas still, who always scares me because he's always very, very attacking, and he's—I think he scored—is it three goals this season or four goals? He's got a lot, yeah. um, and I got Loughton, um, you know, who I don't want long term. His his fixtures are, are not the best, and I, you know, I can afford to upgrade him now. Got a midfield of Salasson, Bruno, De Bruyne, and Salchek. So at the, you know, as of last week, probably the best midfield you could get and a front three of Bamford, Watkins and Che Adams. And if I'd have had that 0.1 to do Adams to Antonio, I would have done it. I would have had net profit of 14 points last game week. And um, and also I would now have Antonio in my team as well. So that's really, really frustrating there. Um, in terms of my plans, um, I'm definitely doing De Bruyne to Gundogan. So that's, that's my number one move I think like I said you know I think Gundogan is just fantastic I think I think he'd be on penalties now how he hasn't scored more than he has yeah he'd be on penalties it's been incredible so you know I, th- I, th- I think that I've got Son I think that's the next best move there um, obviously that leaves me roughly what six million in the pack then um, I am tempted to upgrade uh, Loughton to Cancelo, so uh, you know it would be a hit, but I can do that fairly easily. It means I'd have you know a really good back five. I'd have a really good midfield five. Um, I'm just not sure then on whether to, um, and I probably won't do it this week. But I do want to get rid of Adams for Antonio, but I don't think I need to this week. So Antonio's next to uh, the way to Palace, I think, and home to Liverpool. So not you know not the best fixtures. <laughs> Um, De Bruyne to Gundogan and Adams to Kane. Uh, no, because um, I want Cancelo, and I think that I've got Son. I'm I have with Son again. I've said all yeah. season. I think that Son is a better pick than than Kane, um, and I want Antonio as well. And I, you know, you know, we kind of mentioned it last week, the week before, I think as well, didn't we? I don't, I don't. I don't think you need to spend the premium money up front because the value at the back mm. and and in midfield is just. Don't need to spend it in phenomenal. midfield. Well, well, you don't. You don't. This this <laughs> is the thing. So I think by doing that, I was tempted to do a minus eight to move Adams onto Antonio, but I don't think I'll need to because 
you know, I'll have, I'll have a really good team anyway and a, yeah. and a good bench. So I'll probably just leave him in all honesty. I was, um, I was keen to hold on to my, um, to Bamford, Dallas and Adams just in case they had a double game week in 23. Mm-hmm. But now that Southampton have beaten Arsenal in the FA Cup, I don't think that's, that's going to happen now. Um, so who, who are you going to bench then? So um, when you bring, bring in Gundogan and you bring in um, Cancelo for Lauten, yeah, what, who, who are you going to start? Who are you going to bench? Oh, do you know I don't? So I'll bench I'll bench Adams. Um, yeah, home to Arsenal is not <laughs> not the worst fixture. I'll probably bench Adams. Uh, I'll probably bench. So see the side check or side check. I don't even want to bench Dallas, see, because I think that Le- Leeds will do well. I, 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 I honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. You starting well, Justin Kefal? I think so. Maybe not Justin. I, f- I fancy. Oh, do you know what? I just don't know. I, I, I haven't. I think you're going to full strength. It'll be interesting to see. Do they play tomorrow? Yeah. In the cup? They're back to full strength. And they're decent at set pieces. Actually, I think they they undone, undid, or they caused Leicester problems last time from set pieces. I think yeah. both the, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean the the way Leicester are defending, they could keep a clean sheet. But I think, I think with Leicester having you know having, um, it seems like everybody back. Sorry, Everton. I mean. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I was uh, Crystal Palace without Zaha as well. Read that earlier. I'm well, not sure. That. I haven't read that one. We missed the last game, so it'd be interesting to see. But that's obviously a big plus for Kufal mm. if that's the case, isn't it? Definitely, so. definitely. Yeah, but one, you know, <laughs> guaranteed anyway, going to have a bloody strong bench. And this is why I think we're going to see holes, you know, holes in our benches because my, my third bench player is going to be Adams at home to Arsenal, who, you know, if Adams scored against Arsenal, you wouldn't be surprised, right? And got like an eight or nine pointer. So it's, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. I can sense a lot of uh, frustration. Um, okay, so uh, we're now going to move on to look at uh, who is the best captain for game week twenty. Uh, so we put a, a poll up earlier on Fantasy Football Hub. So if you don't follow, make sure you follow at ffh underscore hq. Uh, put up a poll with Bruno Fernandes, Harry Kane, Mo Salah, and uh, Man City defender, which is the first time I've put a Man City defender, in, you know, in a poll. But I genuinely thought this week that they may actually be, you know, in the top four in terms of options. Uh, Bruno Fernandes completely dominated the poll with seventy-seven point two percent of the poll. Uh, Man City defender fifteen point seven percent, well above um, Harry Kane, who just got four point three. And Mo Salah, who only got 2.8. Um, Adam, what are your thoughts on captaincy for game week 20? Captain Bruno, job done. Is <laughs> no. it as simple think, as that this week, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, he's he's still very... Yeah, I, I just can't look past him, to be honest. I just think, think there's, I don't think there's anybody that's even remotely close. I think you'd be overthinking it. So, yeah, I'd... Oh, yeah, I think Captain Bruno. If you don't own him, bring him in and captain him. That's 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 what I think. Actually, he's just so consistent, and I mean, you could go with the City option, but we've talked about Allardyce will just play just to frustrate City. 
I think with West that Brom could... as well, they they do they do find ways of score scoring a goal as well. West Brom, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like um, Ajayi, you know, get like a, mm-hmm. a header off yeah, a corner or something. So I, you know, I always think a defender is just a bit of a a dodge in it, you know, and an attacking sooner off off a defender. Because I just don't think, I, I, yeah, I just I just can't see anybody that I think I would um, that's even remotely close to him this week. I think the only one I'd be maybe slightly tempted by. So, um, Bamford for Leeds away to Newcastle. I don't think I'd captain him above Bruno, but I think he yeah, is. Yeah, you exactly. I, you know, I think I think he's an option, and obviously, you know, um, Sterling. Uh, had a complete rest this week away to West Brom. Mm-hmm. If everyone is doing, you know, a, a KDB to Sterling move, which I suppose plenty might, you know, looking for upside there. Um, obviously Rashford as well, right? So, you know, we're all, you know, all over Bruno. Uh, Rashford has had a rest as well. Um, he'll, you know, yeah. he'll likely play tomorrow um, in the FA Cup. He's been a bit out of sorts, I think, recently. And again, you know, are you really going to go, Rashford ahead of Bruno, so I think I Rashford and Martial have done really well in the last two matches against Sheffield United. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah, maybe go with another United player, but I don't know. I think I, I don't think you'll see much. Um, I think most people will go for Bruno this week. So I think uh, your gains need to be from other players in your team. Interesting point off Ryan uh, Gillen. So last two games. Uh, Martial has had a hat trick against Sheffield United and then two goal contributions in the other yeah. game as well. So thanks for that. I think Ra- Rashford and he got two assists and then a brace in the in the game after. So I think they're both. Yeah, maybe, maybe they are more suited. And Mike uh, Williams is going for um, Antonio captain. He says, which is uh, obviously an, an informed man against. against I, I, I just don't see Palace letting in loads of goals. Might be another nine points today. Could be. Uh, in terms of the Fantasy Football Hub uh, points prediction tool for game week 20, um, it predicts Fernandez to be the highest point scorer of the week, uh, 6.7. Rashford comes in second, uh, five, uh, sorry, um, 6.1. Sterling third, uh, Salah fourth, and Foden ahead of Gundogan. I can't believe well, it. I was going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> Foden uh, comes in fifth. So that is, so if you want to look at our uh, absolutely incredible points prediction tool which you can look at a sole game week or a bunch of game weeks you can filter it down to whatever you want to look at um fantasyfootballhub.co.uk to look at our uh, points prediction tool there okay so um competition time for our youtube watchers now so every week um, all our youtube watchers have a chance to win a fantasy football hub mug which i've got by here they're absolutely fantastic quality uh, we're selling these two along with other hub merchandise in association with that fpl merch there's a link in the description below we're currently running a 20 percent off discount using coupon code fffhub20 while fantasy football hub members can get 25 percent off so we messed up last week um because i thought that there was only michael Keane scored 11 points if you remember adam but paul pogba and foden um also scored 11 points each so we pulled out a random winner from the youtube chat and the winner uh, was Marcus Hellstrom, who guessed Foden, uh, who got 11 points. So drop me a DM, Marcus, and we will sort you out with a mug. Uh, for game week 19, uh, the top point scorer was John Stones with 27 at the moment. So I've, I've searched all the way through 
and I cannot find anyone who has picked John Stones. If you did pick Stones, please send me a DM. Drop me a, a screenshot as well if you can, but I have searched long and hard and I couldn't I couldn't find it myself. At the moment, there's no winner because no one picked John Stones. I'm sure someone must have put it somewhere in the chat. Anyway, so, so for the competition this week and a chance to win one of these amazing mugs, please like the stream, uh, subscribe, and then comment on who you think will be the top FPL point scorer in game week 20, so it is limited to one entry each. And if there is a tie, we'll do a random draw for the winner. Um, and uh, uh, and um, I can't speak. I can't speak tonight. Uh, who is your uh, rogue rogue pick for top point scorer for game week? I think I think it'd be a United player. So I will go for. I'll, I'll go for Rashford. Going for Rashford. Okay. Yeah. Right. I am going to go for, and this will and and this will annoy you even more if it comes in. But I'm going for, uh, <laughs> I'm going for Rafinha, um, who is awaiting. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going for Rafinha, who is um, awaiting Newcastle. Um, I think I think he's due. Not throwing trying to put things in your head, but I think uh, well, are you playing mind games here. You definitely <laughs> are. Definitely are trying to put things in my head. I just, yeah. I don't know. We'll I just see. think Rafinha's due. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, Newcastle were terrible tonight. Probably the uh, easiest game Villa have had in a while. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So finally, uh, we're going to look um, at the top of our at FFH underscore green arrow uh, mini league in 10th place. Uh, Lass Horvel in 9th place. Vigard Nutson, 8th place. Uh, Fantasy Football Hub contributor. Paul Jones at Skyplayer and FPL on Twitter. If you don't follow him, follow me. He's having an absolutely fantastic season. He also finished, I want to say, forty-first overall uh, two seasons ago as well. So he's a he's a wonderful uh, Sky and FPL manager at Skyplayer and FPL. If you don't follow him, uh, Lou Banks down to seventh. Uh, Russell Baker down to sixth. Will Holland down to fifth. Zhao Pesotto. Um, so I'm sure uh, Zhao was top last week. Uh, this hasn't updated from tonight's scores, but he only scored uh, 68, which is uh, obviously not not the best there, Zhao. I think I think you were due a bad week, in all fairness, because you were having an absolute stormer. Uh, third, Luka Bubnik, who had 117. Um, second, Oli Rantana, uh, who has been up there all season. Top of the tree, um, El Shamali, who scored 137 points with Martinez and Wilson to add on. So I think he scored 145 minus four. Um, El, uh, El Chamali was 101st overall before this evening. Uh, well done. Well, well done everyone in, you know, in all the top 10. Absolutely fantastic stuff for everyone in that mini league. Uh, make sure that if you're not in our mini league uh, that you join, there will be a prize for first place including a guest appearance on our first pre-season podcast of next season. Our mini-league code is LV24ZG, which I'm just going to put in the chat quickly. Uh, LV24ZG. Make sure you join our mini-league if you don't already. YouTube watchers can join using the um, auto-join link in the description below. Um, and that is a wrap from us this evening. It feels like the longest game week ever, Adam. Is it the longest game week ever? It can't, it can't be far off. 
Yeah, it's wow, it was definitely a long one. <laughs> it's been it's been ab- it's been absolutely mad and uh you know really really worn really out because of the different kickoff times as well. It has, it's been absolutely crazy. I, th- I think it's been eight eight days because it was uh Saturday yeah, it was um Saturday, wasn't it? Uh Saturday eleven o'clock and it's just finished this evening, Saturday at, at ten in the night, so it's kind of seven and a half days. Incredibly long. Um Many, many thanks, as usual, to all our loyal watchers and listeners. I think we had our highest ever viewing this evening, so we hope you all enjoyed. Please remember to subscribe and to like if you haven't already. Really, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed. Um, And thank you, everyone, who's going to listen on the podcast version here as well. We really, really do appreciate it. And thanks for all your interaction. Um, Adam, the best of luck to you for Game Week 20. Um, Where can people get hold of you? Um, on Twitter, a Hopcroft thirteen. Okay, my Twitter handle is at Fergie two two two. So this podcast and video will be on the Fancy Football Hub YouTube channel, with the podcast versions available on all major podcast platforms. If you like what you watched, please press the like button and remember to subscribe to the channel bottom right and corner of the screen. If you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast and leave a comment. Any feedback on any channel is very very welcome. Our handles on Twitter, Instagram. And TikTok are at FFH underscore HQ. And our podcast with the handle is at FFH underscore Green Arrow. Make sure to give us a follow. Our website is fantasyfootballhub.co.uk where you will find everything you need for fantasy football all under one roof, including player comparison tools, the fixture ticker, opta stats, top player team reveals, point prediction tools, and much, much more to join the tens of thousands of other fantasy managers and sign up to Fantasy Football Hub to use all our amazing resources click the top link in the description below you will not regret it the guys who write the team reveals are absolutely smashing it this season we have got a number of them in the top 10k already hunting down a top 1k finish and you get to see their team and plans every week just why wouldn't you we'll be back live um, at some point prior to game week 20 where maybe something like i don't know wednesday or thursday Adam and I will have a chat or pop up something on Twitter. Uh, Stay safe all and may all your arrows be green. Good night all.